thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You've tuned to the Guard Frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 212 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast Ever, recorded Friday, May the 4th be with you, and made available for download on Tuesday, May 8th, 2018, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Ken Shadow. And I'm Jeff. And sweet streams are made of Henry, and who am I to disagree, especially during the intro stick, right, Henry? And remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation, so we welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come out and join us at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? You want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them, because the more support we can get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on that big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions... Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping's done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Mr. T? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Starfighter Inc., Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor gives you tips for fighting for a minor faction in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we continue our audio venture, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots get down and dirty in the dirt, and didn't I read this last week? But they're still down and dirty in the dirt, so it still counts. Oh, okay. You should say get more down and more dirty in the more dirt. They're downer and dirtier in the dirtiest. So dirty. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, trigger screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Starfighter Inc.-ish. Final name TBD is breaking things wide open, inviting everyone who backed at the combat ready level or above into the Alpha Beta Charlie version of the early access beta release or something. Elite Dangerous has announced the next series of focused feedback sessions soliciting feedback on the upcoming squadron systems, the mining system, and the exploration system. And Star Citizen has announced another concept ship sale, and Ken Shadow's taken out a third home equity loan and raided his fourth child's college fund to buy Shiv one of each. He's a nice guy. He can't he buy sure one of each for those uh, prices, though. 
by Good. getting a second mortgage and you, you, it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just really like Shiv. I mean, I think that's I think he is, he's, a, he's a swell guy is really what yeah. it is. We, we do appreciate it. We do appreciate it up here. I'm still waiting for him to make that uh, Blood of the Innocence beer Blood of the Innocence. <laughs> yes. Yes, that'll be fantastic. So let, let's delve into that those numbers. First, let me, let me just say, Tony, that uh, mm-hmm. Though we haven't announced it in a while, they're they're at sitting at funds raised at one hundred eighty four million five hundred sixty three thousand five hundred eight. So now we can talk about the 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 amounts of the ships cost. I just wanted to let let them know where everybody was sitting at on far getting a con get, yeah getting getting the context right yeah getting, right, right. right getting con right. Well, we should uh, okay. All right, let, let's be proper. If we're actually going to talk okay. about this topic, all right. The name of the ship it's the Hercules Starlifter. You know, and it's named after um, Kevin Sorbo's character on the TV show. And <laughs> right. It's not it's not named after the C-130 Hercules of real no, life no, 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 no. or the C-141 Starlifter also in real life. It's not an amalgamation of those two at all. Absolutely not. No, it is named no, after the no. TV show Kevin Sorbo character. <laughs> right. He's the best. Right. In well, what, why best the person. Kevin Sorbo character? Why not? Why not the, uh, uh, you know, Ferrigno character from the movie or from the early movie or mm. that that would have mm. happened but this specifically was the uh, Kevin Sorbo character though yes they, it could have been but it wasn't to it pick was the best Hercules and so they picked the heavy Kevin Sorbo one right <laughs> <laughs> anyway to move on to so, serious I'm sorry I'm yes, serious serious yeah we're back to serious <laughs> it, it is the, the Hercules the Hercules Starlifter is a super gun though with a whole bunch of turrets on it and a big cargo area in the middle and the cargo area can hold like big old bombs and stuff, and it can hold um, tanks or really anything at all. But the thing that they're advertising is tanks, and so one of the packages actually comes with a Starlifter and two of the uh, the quote unquote tanks, you know, if you speak French. And um, as we had with the um, the last sale, the LTI controversy continues with only war bond pledges having LTI. Pledges over one thousand dollars because there are multi ship packages also being sold. Also have LTI, but um, even with the credited versions. But either if you buy just the normal ships or any of the ones below a thousand with credit, you do not get LTI even on this expensive ship. So you know Reddit doesn't like that. Personally, I just like a lot of things, but specifically <laughs> that Reddit does maintain its uh, uh, its reputation as a hive of scum and villainy. I agree with Reddit on this, though. That is, you know, I don't like that either. You're gonna spend that kind of money. I think you should yeah, get lifetime. Yeah, I think I, I agree. That I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it either. But I'm personally not not buying the ship, so I don't really care either way. I have I have a bigger ship that does the same role. It's just basically, um, in the words of Captain Richard, this is a, a poor man's Idris, so to say. So it's a bunch of guns. Wait a minute. 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 There's 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 Supra thousand dollar packages with this ship, but that's the poor man's Idris. Well, you can buy this ship for four hundred. And Idris oh, okay. right now, if even the the last war bond Idris they had was twelve fifty, which was the original price, and then you could buy it on credit for fifteen hundred. That's a single ship. Okay. You can okay. you can buy a single uh, the cargo specific variant of this. I believe I can't remember which variant was which price. The military super the military most guns big bombs variants with the tanks is seven hundred. So okay, um, or so I guess like, eight hundred dollars not- credit. It's not the poor man's interest. It's like the not quite as rich as the interest buyer's interest. Yeah, well, it's a middle you class know, guy. It, it's 
you know. It's, you're you're buying the Toyota Avalon even though you want the Lexus. Exactly. It's exactly. it's it's kind of the same, but you don't get the badge. Kind of. I, I don't know if I if I could buy if I could spend a seven hundred on a ship, I certainly could buy an Idris. Yeah, you might as well just plunk down the little extra, right? I mean, isn't that isn't yeah, that, well, that what that is? Like I said, you can you can get a version for four, and so a four is in the same range as like a Carrick or a um, one of the other like. The, uh, the Reclaimer or the Orion, those those style of, of ships. So if, if you're in that game and you really want something that carries stuff and has some guns on it, then and then also works as a cargo ship, then it, it's not a bad ship and looks really cool too. So I can see the appeal of this ship. I just have other ships that do a lot of these functions already. So it's not a it doesn't personally appeal to me. Though it looks cool. I you know I don't know I, I this whole ever ever from the beginning I've always thought that the ship prices were way out there, I mean I, I'm yeah. now beginning I'm now beginning to believe that uh, you know Star Citizen is the cryptocurrency of uh, space sims, which is hilarious because Star Citizen came out before cryptocurrencies were big. I right. just like that we can now say Star Citizen is the cryptocurrency. Jeff, are you continuing Tony's rant from last episode? No, is that what we're no, doing? no. I, I, oh, I, totally separate rant. Totally separate. <laughs> I didn't think that was a rant. I think he was explaining someone else's uh, point of view and kind Je- of going. And actually, and actually, Jeff told me it wasn't it wasn't good enough. I have I have problems with what Tony did there, but I'm going to save that for feedback because I think yeah, we'll, we'll get to people. it in feedback. We will. Yeah. We'll get to it in feedback. We'll get to it in feedback. You, you shall have your time on the not soapbox. Which Jeff deemed my comments were not good enough to be called soapboxish. It, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll, but we'll get we'll 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 we'll, we'll uh, cover some of that in feedback because we had some good listener comments on that. So, uh, okay. So uh, next up, uh, next item up for uh, bids, we'll go backwards. Is Elite Dangerous has announced uh, their next um, uh, series of feedback requests. Uh, the first one I'm super excited about Squadrons. They're going to start that on May the seventh. So that's going to be. Just after or just before the show is released, so this is your time to hit the forums and uh, tell Sandro and the guys what you want. The usual format for this is they put out a kind of uh, draft design document with the bullet points of what they think they can put in there as major features and the time they have to. Now, are these uh, permanent squadrons? Well, that's well, designed. again, we we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to put out like they, I mean the last time they did this they put out like a pretty a, a relatively in depth sort of bulleted design document saying here are the major features here's how we expect these things to work go nuts and then the community comments on those and usually there's a live stream out there where they uh, take comments from the community and sort of respond to uh, some of the feedback they've had on the uh, on the forum so I think it's it's a fun process it's a I think it's a it's an engaging one. This is, I, I think, a fun time for us as the theory crafters uh, to who love the game that we're building. Uh, if there's any high-level features that we want, now would be a good time to sort of, say, discuss it. They're all, we can also hit this up later for mining and exploration, but those are going to come basically a month after um, each one. So I just thought we'd, since squadrons will be coming up, we should probably talk about our wish list for what we want out of a squadron system. So of, so, of note, Acrosian chat says that you have until May 8th because May 7th is a bank holiday. Well, then, and as we all know, no video game company is going to work on a bank holiday. Absolutely not. No, not, and not in Great Britain, especially in Great Britain, because I saw Mary Poppins, and unless you can get tuppence from the bank, mm-hmm. um, you can't you can't do work. So I know how that works in England because I saw Mary Poppins. So, um, so what do we want out of a squadron system? This is our time to sort of, you know, design the game that we want. And uh, and and then uh, 
they listen. So let's let's let's. Uh, I'm sure we have their attention. So let's let's get to it, boys. What do we want out of a squadron? What do we want per- out of a squadron permanence. system? Just define permanence. What do you what do you mean? Well, I mean it's it's like an org or or a guild or a corporation or what, whatever whatever game you know you have a, a structure and you have members and you have uh, you know um, right. You know, so it's there a, when you log out. It's persistent. Yeah. You want it there when you log out. Okay. All right. All right. Do we want to tie it to my, the ability to tie it to minor factions? I would now like we to. Have I, I would like that. Yeah. That way a person could start their faction, you know, start their squadron and then choose any minor faction that might be there. But for people like us that are blessed with our own minor faction, we could choose our own. That would be really cool. Oh, that would be an interesting feature to like to be able to like betray like in power yeah. play where you can you can actually disassociate yourself from your patron. Yeah. And, that would be and, cool. And, and jump ship. That yeah. would be cool. Because right, then so an ability- entire, you're like, uh, your entire army could leave guard frequency and go over to ANC 3 at some point or something. Yeah, okay, all right, that would be cool. I'd like to have see some inner trading uh, in in the squadron, too. So Like like share, like equipment sharing? Yeah. Like being able to gift a, a module to a, a fellow Certainly squadron Certainly, because you might, have yeah. access, you might have access to engineers that the other person has. The other person... In your squadron may not have have access that you don't have. So, would that break some of their game design though? Because they really want engineers to be an individual unlock. They would well, probably add different kinds of engineers the way they have about unlocking alien technology. So there would be a whole new branch of things you would sexy. unlock that's squadron gear. Oh, that would be cool. I like that. That because that would give people an incentive to uh, to to li- to line up in a squadron. You, you can know only what else unlock would? these engineers. Squadron storage. So that you get more storage space along just for Jeff, belonging to a squadron, along with Jeff's suggestion of being able to trade modules, that would be very useful. Yeah, yeah, can shut up, good. You could also do elements like uh, factories and um, things that you can. We're well, not necessarily factories, but like like mechanisms that you all contribute to in order to have some other goal that's like not not quite like a fa- minor faction thing. Yeah, but like like a like a some sort right. of uh, overall bonus or manufacturing or something like that, right? Community goals tied specifically to squadron. Yeah, we know they're going to try we know they're going to introduce carriers. We know they're going to introduce carriers. That was mentioned as a feature of squadrons uh, back when they were doing the announcements. So, a nice community goal would be either building or maintaining your fleet carrier. Uh would do that, but but mm-hmm. other ones yeah. would be good too. Outposts, um, limited time discounts—that'd be kind of cool, you know. Like if you if you meet a community goal, uh, everything in this system is twenty percent off or something like that. That could be a, re- a repeated one that you don't necessarily have to. The the team doesn't have to do anything to make that happen. It's just minus twenty percent at that system for one week. So, you, have, you, know, you could have hard to achieve uh, squadron levels where you contribute resources or whatever to it, and it gives you a a buff for a limited time and this could be like a reputation based thing so for instance um if you're can you have i don't know if you can you have a potentially have a squadron associated with a major faction and then you as a squadron if you know if you build up to a certain level or if you upkeep something then you get a bonus to say uh payouts when you kill um enemies of that that major faction yeah, that could be like a reward for joining with a minor faction, like we were saying earlier. That would be a thing where, like, if you maintain a certain level of contribution or activity, that faction gives you a bonus to payouts 
for for the time period. That would act, that the mission design like that actually folds nicely into what they do for power play. Mm-hmm. If you maintain enough merits over the each cycle, you get rewards and bonuses from your power play uh, patron. So that actually dovetail that a concept like that dovetails pretty nicely with that already. So that might that would be something that would, it's already in their wheelhouse. Right frontier. So uh, good, good, good. All right. Well, a bunch of good ideas right there. So. It's out there, you know. We'd love to hear from you guys too. What you guys want from these systems? What uh, you know? Anything that you could think of right away? We'll start. We'll hit squadrons hard now. But if you think of something for mining or exploration, we'll ask that question and for feedback later. But I think that the squadrons feature is one that we're definitely interested in, especially now that we have a minor faction in the game. But even before then, <laughs> um, even before then, the guild system was something that was definitely missing from Elite Dangerous. I'm happy to see them finally. Uh, taking a crack at it uh, on the first iteration. And then finally, news from the Starfighter guys uh, who we, we spent some time with and uh, played with uh, there when, uh, on their on their uh, alpha system. They're open that sucker wide open. So uh, so if you've backed at the combat ready or above, that wasn't the lowest tier, but it was it was a pretty inexpensive one, wasn't it? Was that like a $25 or $30 level? Does anybody remember? I don't remember. Combat ready is the $35 level. All right, so if you contributed $35 or more to their Kickstarter, you'll wind up with access to their Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Gamma, whatever the hell this thing is, early beta release access thing, demo, uh, and you'll be able to get in and play and uh, blow some stuff up and uh, maybe offer suggestions on what the actual name of the game should be because they can't call it Starfighter because of reasons. They have to do with lawyers who ruin everything. They do. As Except we Garden Freak, Guard Frequency. Lawyers enhance this program. Do they? Yeah. Do they? Are we sure about that? I don't know. Maybe the jury. Henry, out. you already got a 50% raise. What are you buttering <laughs> up for? <laughs> That's right. We spend half 50- our time picking on Tony. You got to throw him a bone once in a while. He does a good job. <laughs> only Wait, only half the time you spend picking yeah, on me? Half oh, the time. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, you get, you good... get 50% picked on because we only got 50% in the uh, uh, increase. Yeah, there you oh, go, man. Okay, okay, that explains it. Yeah, all right, that makes total sense. Starfighter has a couple of new things they've also mentioned in terms of their next patch. They're adding new elements to the game in terms of new assets. So, uh, I guess a little more plentiful with the the, the, the few game modes they have. They'll have. They're adding new uh, training and advanced maneuver training, and they're adding a some sort of other free play area. But uh, lastly, they're adding ship customization, so you can change all the colors on your your strike and stuff like that. Or strike. Shrike, to make it yours. Well, and and, you know that's that's always good for monetization down the road. People love to be able to paint their ship, and I think everybody pays. I think most people will pay two or three bucks for the ability to do that. So good on them. Uh, Congratulations on getting to that milestone, guys, and uh, good luck on good luck on getting a catchy name. That's tough. It's tough to do that. Yeah, Uh, it'll be. uh, Maybe they should have a contest. Yeah, yeah, like Spacey McSpaceface. (laughs) <laughs> they should call it guard frequency response and it should be based right. on like rescue missions and things like that would be really cool damn straight they might have they might have trouble getting the, the dot com though yeah we have the dot com they yeah. can have the dot org and we've got a lawyer on staff they'd never get it from us never <laughs> they did say they ta- they they have a name already picked out and then it is going through the lawyerly process of um, getting copyright filed or something. 
And so once Trademarked. it's formalized, then they will announce it. All right, yeah, because they don't want anybody else swooping in there to steal it yeah, right be before bad. they get it out there. Space cars with lasers, that's what it's going to be called. Probably not. That'd be all right. <laughs> boom, boom, pew, pew. <laughs> I, I uh, play that game. Boom, boom, pew, pew, space car laser. Sounds like what? a Japanese translation for something. What? Jeff would argue Did it's not a space sim because... That's the word pew in the title or something. Or car, because it's not, you know, because you can't have cars. <laughs> These are space cars, man. They're not, well, not a space sim. <laughs> and now that we're all caught up on space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Imperial officials announce a major break in the investigation of the murder of Senator Cartesius. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace and the Akinar system. Thanks, Spencer. The Imperial Internal Security Service has made significant progress in the homicide of Senator Nestor Cartesius. Captain Nia Sutonia, lead investigator, and her team have determined that the cause of death was a nerve toxin. The identification of the poison narrowed the search to a relatively small group of qualified freelance assassins. This eventually led to the suspicion of an as-yet-unidentified former Imperial Guard. Captain Sutonia's team attempted to arrest the suspect, but authorities were compelled to use deadly force when the suspect resisted. The suspect died at the scene. However, further investigation of the suspect's belongings indicated that her employer was a group calling themselves the League of Reparation. Captain Sutonia stated that the group explicitly required the For Jameson message to be left at the scene, and that, quote, the League's avowed goal is to secure justice for the victims of the INRA's crimes, end quote. As there are potentially thousands of descendants of the INRA across the galaxy, Captain Sutonia announced the creation of a task force to root out this organization and invited Federation and Alliance governments to participate. However, not everyone is taking the announcement of the Imperial Internal Security Service at face value. A security consultant who wished to remain anonymous had serious questions about the public statement. Quote, A secret organization deploying clandestine biological warfare to take revenge upon descendants of a secret organization who deployed clandestine biological warfare. Color me skeptical. What's more likely is that either internal imperial politics just started another ugly chapter, or the original INRA isn't quite as dead as widely believed. End quote. Are imperial authorities scandalizing a routine political murder with a sensational story? Or are century-old secret cabals dueling in public? Either way, Truth is becoming stranger than fiction. For GPR, from the Akinar system, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Shortly after publicly announcing a call for humanity to be backed up in his SIM archive, Pranav Antel and his Utopia Commune were reacting to criticism on several fronts. Federation Shadow President Felicia Winter, Sirius Corporation CEO Lee Young Rui, and Aegis Military Liaison Admiral Aidan Tannen all offered swift condemnation of Simguru Antel's pessimistic view of the Thargoid conflict. Perhaps the most direct and withering comment came from CEO Lee Young, who stated, quote, 
With all due respect to Antel, his peculiar vision of humanity surviving as a mass of digital ghosts cannot be taken seriously. Our survival instincts and ingenuity will keep our societies functioning for a very long time to come. Utopia responded directly to the accusation that the Sim Archive is a defense of liability in a fight against the alien incursion. To address the threat analysis offered by retired Imperial Naval Officer the Marquis Felix Noventico, the Commune has announced funding for construction of an extensive military installation to defend the Sim Archive from Thargoid attack. Dr. Leah Constantinides, a spokesman for the Utopia, stated, quote, Following recent observations by the respected strategist Marquis Noventinko, we accept the SIM archive requires increased protection to prevent its knowledge from falling into the wrong hands. Our partner organization, the Nary Justice Party, is therefore overseeing the construction of a new security installation. We beseech the galactic community to support this worthy endeavor. End quote. Finally, the third annual Small Worlds Expedition is getting underway in less than three weeks. The event focuses on gathering commanders who prefer to explore the depths of space and undersized ships more commonly associated with short-range utility roles. A secondary and unofficial goal of the group is rumored to be a good-natured attempt to overload local traffic control at the lightly populated systems they depart from. Those stations have been warned to expect the overflow, but the opportunity for recording the controlled chaos of dozens of commanders leaving the station simultaneously often leaves local authorities overwhelmed and slow to react. At press time, nearly 100 commanders have signed up for the tour, and more are expected to join as launch day nears. Interested pilots are invited to contact the Braben is Thargoid private group for additional details. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on Starport Control in Elite Dangerous. Everybody's got some questions about this, so we scheduled some training. Picking sides in the great game of space politics may seem like a topic better reserved for the brunch table after a few mimosas, but it can be the difference you know... Honestly, it, it is a topic better reserved for the brunch table. Look, this briefing will be brief nuggets, mostly because this is new territory for me too, but we're learning fast. Guard Frequency Response has been tasked with acquiring management of the starports in the Anseeth system. And, well, to be brutally honest, I've been tasked with recruiting volunteers. Basically, I'm going to give you the basics, and you rooks can decide if this is a gig you'd like to try. Starport and system management is achieved by accomplishing missions, collecting bounties, trading commodities, winning elections, and eliminating rival pilots who are hired on behalf of competitor organizations. There are a variety of nuanced rules and restrictions involved with how exactly these tasks convert to starport control, but the gist of it is this. Do missions that help your organizations, and don't do missions that help one of the other half-dozen orgs operating in the system. You can track your faction's progress in the right-hand display of your Pilots Federation-approved spaceship holographic overlay experience. 
Your goal is to either match the influence percentage of the faction in control of the system, or to boost your organization's influence over 70%. Because your effectiveness in system-wide politics is based on your organization's influence, you should choose mission rewards that emphasize influence over cash, materials, or commodities. However, when you're first starting out, choosing faction reputation rewards is recommended because the faction will offer you missions with greater influence rewards later on. Finally, in order to balance out approval numbers with rival factions, it's sometimes necessary to do influence missions for those rival factions. Just be sure to avoid taking missions that damage your faction in the process. Making the space lanes safe for all those innocent civvies out there will take some effort and discipline, but there's pride and satisfaction in knowing you've done your part. Was that good? Did stir up some emotions? Make you want to sign up? Never mind, I'll work on it. Alright boys and girls, finish your juice boxes and zip up your flight suits. Skids up in ten. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama's not gonna save you today, let's go! You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It appears to be safe. Right, I, you don't I, notice I anything obvious. All right. Um, the crate, uh, this one is, is not secured, strangely enough, and you open it, and inside you find a box like you did the last time. It's it's this very similar setup. Okay. Well, I opened that box. But but without a bunch of computer chips. There are no computer chips here. Son it's just bitch. The, I wanted some more just, computer chips. <laughs> he wanted to stuff more computer chips in his pocket. Is there wiping fluid nope. anywhere in this truck? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, so all right, and so you go in there, and there yeah, the 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 uh, the box is is locked, is sealed. Uh, so, but it's it's size, shape, design, it's identical. Right. Do you want to try to open it? You can. I will, I'll have you roll a security check. If you want to try to open it? Yeah. You use the uh, same code uh, as last time. I will try and open it. I, I, I got <laughs> one, I got two, a, three, four, five. I got, a four, I got a four. Hey, Red, man, I can't. You, you know anything about these stupid locking systems? They always I think me. so. Uh, what what uh, did you use last time? Uh, I used a Mauve Ice program Delta, and it didn't. Oh, you hit pop. Beta. I'll try the Delta one. All right. I think I hit the Gamma one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a natural one, so if you want to spend a karma, I'll let you. Looks like he just smacked the keypad. It's not opening. <laughs> he kinetically impulsed it. Yeah. He Stop kinetically impulsing he things. With the, he tapped out it with the crowbar. Ding, 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 ding. This worked for the door. Ding, ding, ding. Seven. Uh, that's the seven is the baseline. This is not just the baseline. It's it's locked a little. Okay. That well, one. I'm gonna assume this is this is evidence, so I'm gonna stick it in my scarab. Okay. You can go put it in your cabin. That's fine. Uh, it, the, the, remember, and just for just for uh, a little a step, right? Let's just step back for a second. These uh, everything that you have, basically, from your vipers to your scarabs, to all your equipment is basically like police surplus. So your scarabs are equipped with two cargo pods. One of them is equipped as a sort of a, a prisoner transport. So you could each carry a prisoner, and then there's another pod for cargo. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're, let's for the purposes of this, we're gonna assume that Kinshaw is gonna load that crate into his cargo pod. Yeah, uh, I don't so think the crate, the crate is actually sentient, so we're going to go for cargo. No, it would not require temperature and pressure control, nor advanced security systems to keep them from popping the seals and all that. It's kind of also stuff, a bad, so. bad idea to put drugs in with your prisoners. So. How large are the crates? Uh, so a cargo pod is basically, you know, 
two two or three meters long and about a meter square. So it'd be big. It's like a big like a big coffin almost, and that's a standard shipping crate size. It usually holds around a ton of material, depending on what you're hauling. The crate that Kinshadow removed was inside a standard cargo pod. Okay. So so how, so, how big is that? That's uh, like for the last time we said it was about a foot square. Okay, that, that's, so it's like that's it's, it's I like was visualizing. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, it's 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 you know it's it's uh, like a milk like a milk like a milk crate. You've seen you know milk crates at the grocery store. Yeah, it's like it's, milk crate it's size. Blue crystallized. Milk it's blue crystal. Yeah, it, it's blue, it's huh? Right, right, right. Like branding, right? Yeah, it's blue and sparkly branding. These drug people know how to brand. Uh, so you put that. You secure it in your cargo pod. Um, so that takes care of the back of the truck, and then we had left Henry. Uh, we had left Ale and uh, and Ryu up at uh, Hale and Ale and Adira at the front of the truck. What do you guys want to do? I was waiting for them to finish so we could move <laughs> on to the next thing. Okay. I I just felt like you, I you was good? peering around to see see what they were getting into. Okay. So I, I, I'll let them know over comms. Hey guys, found a box. Probably got drugs in it, but it's got some sort of crazy hard lock on it. We haven't been able to figure it out. So I'm going to take it as evidence for now and hope it's not uh, something that we shouldn't have taken. A bomb? Did Shiv try smacking the lock? He did. <laughs> okay. Didn't work. Gotcha. He smacked it very lightly with a crowbar while he typed in a code. <laughs> hey, as long as you tried. Hey, you want to check out the cab? Are you sure you hit the box with the crowbar? Could have been his head. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's check out the cab and see if those guys got anything. Uh... E. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what's going on with those corpses. Right, let's go to the front. Well, they All look right. pretty dead. <clears throat> Maybe they got some key cards or passcodes. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. We, we, we walk up. How about... Hey Red, you go on the uh, passenger side, and I'll go on the driver's side. Well, it's on the oh. car. the The truck is on its side. Oh, right. The, pas- the passenger side is on the ground. Uh, side. And the driver's side is is up in the air, about How, ten feet. What's the gravity here? Uh, well, that's a, you know what? That's an excellent question. I don't. I didn't look up at the uh, on the. Uh, I know it's low gravity, but let's look at the Elite Dangerous database and get the exact get the uh, let's because I don't want to. I, I mean, I don't want to cheat you guys. I want things to be. Exactly as they are supposed to be. So we're going to look up at the EDDBI, and we're going to go to the Perquonis system, and we're going to select the planets, and find the bodies. They're in the cab, and it will show up. Hmm? Bodies What's are in that? the cab. Well, yeah, oh, no, the bodies are in the cab, but the planetary bodies are in outside the cab. Uh, so Perquonis, that's right. Perquonis B seven is 0.51 g. So you're at half. G. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows Perquonis 7 is half G. So with 0.51, I'm unlikely to be able to jump from the ground 10 feet in the air. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, no, it's, it's, so that's, that's not a thing. I'll give you a boost. So I, I try and... Yeah, here we go. Hold that's a great idea, out, Red. You know. And I, 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 we boost up. But give me an athletics. Or, yeah, is that, is, well, that would be the, that would be D&D. Do we have athletics yeah, checks? In athletics. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, give me an athletics check. Uh, I didn't make it. I got a four. Okay, so uh, mm, wow, that mm, okay. Uh, roll a d10, please. No, nope. not in my face. Ah. <laughs> I also got a four. Uh, I want you to take four points of endurance damage God. as you as the icy surface and it's ten feet up and it's weird gravity and you're not familiar with the spacesuits and Shiv wasn't braced. It's just it's it, he had the crowbar in one hand and he was just it. 
poor safety. If OSHA was out here, you guys would be in so much trouble. And you, you take a tumble, take a tumble to the ice, and you take four I, I, points I, I, of uh, As I'm falling, I, I just rattle off a stream of expletives. Um, I'm, I'm picturing this happening in slow motion since we are in low gravity. Well, it's, you know, it's not quite, I mean, moon, the moon's a sixth G, right? This is a half G, so it's like, okay. it's three times, it's three times worse than the moon. So, I mean, it's like, it's not, it's it's not like he climbed on top of a ship and okay. fell off and smacked his head, but it, it he fell and, and kind of hurt himself because it was, it was awkward and the ground's all icy and jagged and stuff. And it's, it, you're kind of, you're in dangerous uh, territory here. Right. I, 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 I. I pick myself up. I try and try and play it off as nonchalantly as possible, and say, "Ah, these new boots. Ah, right. Here, here, Red. I'll, I'll, I'll help you All out." Right. As I granted the pain, I'm going to climb and I'm going to be using the crowbar to hold on to the bottom of the. Oh, yeah, to, to like grab onto pipes and, yeah. and 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 fittings and flanges and whatnot. Not All right, you take a, do your athletics check, but take an extra plus one. Oh. And he rolls another natural one. Go ahead and take another curl point on I'm that one, there, so my friend. Competent. If you'd like to I'd, fall I'd, and get impaled on that thing, and and add and and add another plus one to it. Holy God, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I stayed as in the car. He rolls another two. As he rolls another two, he gets a plus one to his athletics, and even the plus one I gave him for the creative use of the crowbar, which I really liked, he still ends up with the same score as Kin Shadow. Hey, Shiv, roll me a d10. They didn't even take the drugs, and they can't make it up the side of the truck. <laughs> this is where I die. It's ten feet in half gravity. I'm just... You take three points of, of endurance damage as you as, as and 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 off to the side, Adira and Ale are watching this. What's going on? What's going through your heads? I, I'm people? just shaking what's... my head at him. You know, if I if I just I have my, this nice gun, right? It, it it has a solid stream of bullets that can come out of it, right? I think I could like just blow a hole in the top of the cab with it. The glass. Oh, that would be. That would uh, probably I, be a I, little yeah, faster. <laughs> yeah, let's. Shoot the metal. <laughs> you um, should have let him do it. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> you, again, this is this game. I'm gonna let you do whatever you want. They're just con- there are consequences. There are now, consequences. Before that's you all. shoot, make sure you're out of the way of the decompression. And the bullets will bounce away from us if they well, bounce up. They're frozen. I assume that it's probably decompressed already. Well, better be safe than, than red ice. Hey, who? Wait a minute. Do, do, do you it. Gotta, uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Do I don't it. want to waste ammo okay. here. Hold on a second. Do you have a laser okay. pistol? Oh, red? I do. Yeah. Can you, how about you use that to cut a hole in the glass? All right. Oh, I'll borrow. I don't care. I can do it. What's your? I've got a. Uh, my laser. Uh, let's see how 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 good am I am with energy weapons. I am moderately okay with energy weapons. More than o- not as good as I am with kinetic weapons. I'd be willing to oh, wait, shoot no, it with I my don't SRV have a laser, laser pistol. I have a kinetic. I think. Okay. I have a reflex vest. How? Uh, all right. Because somebody right. made uh, me give the Mr. laser God pistol of the universe, back. How? How? Uh, these these windows these windshields I assume are like safety gla- are kind of like uh, they're not going to shatter. Is my guess with a bullet, right? Hey, Henry, can you shear off the top of this cab with your plasma repeater? I totally want to try that. Let us move that far away like a good first. way of destroying all the evidence in the cab. Well, we can keep falling on our faces. I mean, either way, we don't get the evidence. Are the SRVs semi-open? No. No, they have an enclosed cockpit. Okay, the, never mind then. You're in like a yeah. fishbowl on the front of a truck, kind okay. of. Yeah. No, you're, well, yeah, I'm you're, looking you're at the picture, fishbowl. and it's... Hmm. It was kind of hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it. Uh, it you're you're in a spacesuit. 
pressurized okay. inside a pressurized bubble. It's kind of you know double double okay. protection. Those I, uh, the guys that the guys that are in the truck not wearing spacesuits. That negates what I was about to try. So okay. Uh, well, I'm ready to shoot the top right. if you want. So we have we have two ideas, three ideas on the table. One, shoot with a kinetic weapon through the glass. Two, burn a hole somewhere in the cabin with the laser pistol. Three, use the SRV's plasma repeater to um, make a hole. That's how you interact with um, everything on the ground in Elite Danger. It's I the default two action. Shoot it. Number one, number one, well, that question I asked about the windshield. Do you think if I shot it, would it would shatter? Uh, why don't you roll a hmm, vehicle? How about a systems check? Roll me a system. Roll a systems check. And and let's do let's do one of these uh, round robin ones. If everybody wants to do that, six. if everybody wants to get on this, we can. I got a seven. I got an eight. Oh no, I didn't. I got an yeah, I did. <laughs> Whoops. I rolled a net one plus two. <laughs> <Natural> one. <laughs> Adira's just having a good time just watching you guys work. She's just having a, just having a ball. Just, she already told you she's checked out of this ver- section of the mission. Vehicles are not her thing. She's just like, this is hilarious. Uh, six, seven, and eight. You average a seven, which co- uh, the common knowledge here, plus your observations from before, the rear of the truck got bent and mangled and it, and Shiv needed to crowbar it a little bit to get the latch working and, and stuff like that. The cabin up front appears to be made of sterner stuff, likely because it's designed to hold humans and keep them alive. Keep them alive. There was no passage so from the from from the the cargo to the cabin. No, right? no, okay. no. You said you saw all the way to the back. It's there. Yeah, they're not they're not connected. It's like a it's like a you know semi truck kind of a thing. Uh, the 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 cabin and the the, the uh, cargo space are separate. Um, but you had a, so the, the front's made of sterner stuff and you saw that it probably rolled a couple times when it went over. And so it didn't land on its side still appears to be intact. It didn't appear like depressurization or freezing to death killed these guys. It was the, the impact of rolling several times. So I thought you the, said they were frozen. To they've that. been there with the life support off for a oh, long time. Oh, I, bet. I see. I get it. Yeah. yeah the, the life support's failing. So they, 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 they were probably, they probably f- froze as time went on but that wasn't the cause of death there wasn't it wasn't a, that wasn't the reason i have like just one okay so sorry the other so when i know of the plasma gun what do i think of that plan would that just destroy the whole cabin or would is it possible to be roll, accurate roll a roll a vehicle weapons check Everybody and everybody can roll, get in on this one I too. Got a natural ten, as you as, as you all say. okay, natural ten. You're pretty sure that the, that the plasma gun is kind of overkill for the kind of work you're trying to do here. The plasma gun is designed to rip open uh, bad guy vehicles and small fighters that are too close to the ground. So yeah, probably not a great idea if you want to recover anything. Does my scarab have climbing equipment of any kind? No, it does not. Does it have like a rope and a, or a grappling hook or anything like that? No, it it's, it's a police. It's a police car. Yeah, it has a thrust. You could draw. You could. You might be able to, with sufficient vehicle piloting score, be able to land your scarab on top of the cargo thing on the back. That could be a thing you could try. If if, if, um, if I use my scarab to push the truck, do you think I could flip it over? Boy, that's you know, geez, good. There's four of us Golly. too, so. There's variety of options here. All right, that's what, I think that's our best shot. I think uh, me trying to, I think I, any of us trying to cut this damn thing, it sounds like a recipe for another uh, uh, Three Stooges routine. But if we so, roll it over, can we still get in? Are we still able to get I, in? I don't now? know if the, the door can be locked, but at least the, if the door's locked, we can try and blow the lock. Or we could pull on both sides with uh, with different SRVs to rip the doors off. 
Again, well, yeah, options are uh, options about. Okay, let's options roll it over. That sounds like fun. Let's roll it over then. <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody, so everybody, the, everybody's cool right. with this, right? Yeah. Red. Might as yeah. well. All right. Let's let's go. We're gonna go both back in our in our cars, I guess. Okay. So uh, you get back in your you get back in your vehicles. Um, you decide you're gonna roll it onto its onto its. There's no tummy again. Uh, so. It, no token. Yeah, what's that? You can pull and push. We got the uh, a quick a quick run through of the scarab. Uh, there's no tow cable immediately apparent. Um, well, actually, hold on a minute. These are police surpluses. You know what? Yeah. Okay. There's it, there's no winch or anything like that, but there is there is a basic like uh, cable, and you can like hook it onto the uh, there's there's a basic tow line, and there's uh, harness points, you know, hook points on what would pass for the bumper. Problem is, is, in order to pull it over, you have to be able to hook it on the other side. Well, if I hook I and pull we... and you push, but how do you? How are you going to hook it on a thingy on the truck? What are you going to hook it to? What? But the part that you need to pull is up in the air. I think you might be over engineering it because yeah. I think Tony would be like, "Yeah, so you hook lines to it and then it rolls over." <laughs> I think. I think based on how acrobatic you guys have been just recently, I think what we're going to say is you find similar hooks on the. Um, on the truck itself, and you attach them to the appropriate points because you can pull your your SRV and stand on the bumper, and just like go chink and chink. You can't get to the you can't reach the top. You can't reach the top, but the but the harness points are in place. All right, so good. you okay. yeah. So you're able to you're able to hook you're able to hook the, on those things. I want everybody to roll vehicle piloting. Don't screw up. Nine plus one, not ten. I got a nine. Eight plus I got one. Three. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we have two pretty decent successes and two kind of miserable failures. And so what what happens is that the uh, cab, so the two people, so we had Ken Shadow and Shiv on the pull side. They found their harness points and attached it. And uh, the other two were on the other side sort of dug in and pushing to give it a little bit of a, a nudge the other way. Plus we have the low gravity. So the people who are pushing successfully push. The people who are pulling didn't quite get it right, and the sh- the, the the ship uh, the the the, tr- the truck comes sliding towards you on the ice. I want uh, Shiv and uh, Brian to make two more vehicle piloting uh, vehicle piloting checks uh, for each of you to try to avoid a collision. Go ahead and re-roll that natural one there, Ken Shadow. Oh my God, he's gonna die right now. <laughs> okay, you rolled a ten on the re-roll. Make sure you deduct that karma point, I sir. Am. You back out of the way as the well truck skids spent. towards you. <laughs> what did you roll? Did, uh, I got an eight. Justin rolled. You got an eight, and you also skid out of the, the way. With the ten, he does pull it correctly. The rope slips over, right? Um, yeah. Why not? Yes, let's do that. Because he rolled that natural ten. Yes, that's exactly what happens. He managed to they like should. get the tension just right. The Jedi mind yanks the, the nose of the thing over. Well, that was, that was fortuitous. Good. That was good. That was good, Shiv. Well done. Well done. Uh, so yeah, that's the exactly pilots succeed the in their are... task. Yes, the pilots succeed in their task. <laughs> no, that is, but he gave me. But he gave Hand me a good wave. reason to give it to you. And, and and this is more importantly. Not tear the truck in half. I was I was waiting for that. that. Could, I, like, I was yeah, so... that was that was that was that might have been next, where the truck gets torn it's in half and, and everything spills like out. Right everywhere. Yes, who even right cares down the if we can get in? So, it's up, it's up on its up on its uh, right right side. What do you got? Uh, what do you got? Yeah, let's open the door. You process the the seal. Uh, you have to override it because it senses that it's not in a pressurized environment. Are you sure you want to depressurize it? They're dead. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? Wrong police! Sold 
Some say he believes not all groups of crows should be called a murder, and that he is only suspicious of the ones that call out probable cause. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. I love that one. <laughs> okay. yeah. That one's great. Yeah, that it's, one. It's that wildly one I have to give better it. than the usual. I have to give begrudging respect to this one. Again, it's another legal-themed one. I could be biased. Another legally-themed one. The only way to make it better is if there was a paragraph explaining that cause was spelled C-A-W-S and that sometimes birds <laughs> right. go See, caw. That would have made and a group it of, and, right. and a group of crows is called a murder. Yes, and, yes, right, that's right, right. This is true. Right, they're right. And probable cause, C-A-U-S-E, is the minimum level of suspicion you need to get a warrant from a judge, which is why officially you'd only be suspicious oh, wait, of those of murder. That, oh, that makes so much more sense. Ha ha, it's funny now. <laughs> yeah, it's totally funny now. That's, that's, that's how, that's it for how a the paragraph. best jokes are told. Yeah. It's, yeah, totally, totally. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, what was last week's community question? Well, did I, I, you know, I just wanted to add one thing before I get to that. Sure, <laughs> sure. Do you know what a group of ravens is, a, is called? I give up. An unkindness. It's like the misdemeanor of bird groupings. There's the felony murderer of crows, and there's like the sort of like a traffic ticket of ravens. Kidding. It's like, <laughs> yeah, is that a joke or is that serious? I don't care. I don't no, care. Look it up. Look it up. I, look it up. Uh, I believe it. Of, for a recap of last community questions, well, we only had one. So, who wants to help us take over the galaxy? Well, at least one tiny star system of it, anyway. Mad Wolf writes in and says. Holy space balls! You guys made it as a minor faction in Elite. Huge congrats! So proud of you guys. I remember when the first ep of Guard Free came out. Seems like a million years ago. It actually was technically a million years ago. Or was that supposed to have been SC? Either way, ED took the prize of having you guys as part of their universe. Awesome. Also, Tony, your quote, rant and or soapbox, unquote, moment wasn't as such because you did not pull out your soapbox. Yeah. As because there was there was a sound effect of you pulling out a soapbox. Anyway, you guys keep up the space sim awesomeness and give us more Tony soapbox moments and have Chu and Elliot, if he's still around, on more often. I miss those guys later. So who I'm sorry, who is Shiv. Chu and I know who Elliot is. Probably means Shiv. I'm gonna say it means Lennon. Yeah. I guess yeah, he, I he, he does say sound kind of like Chewbacca, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that. it's like a British Chewbacca. He doesn't speak English. He well, speaks no, British. Or is it Elijah? Maybe, no, maybe he means Elijah because uh, didn't we overdub Elijah when Elijah busted in on one of our things? Uh, we overdubbed him with Chewbacca. <laughs> so maybe he means Elijah. So that. I bet that that's probably that had to be great. Yeah, no, that was that was. <laughs> this could just be this. This could be an autocorrect from Shiv too. I mean, it if you type be, Shiv in your be, phone, yeah. it probably comes up with Chew. There are a variety of ways this comment is hilarious. So, yeah, it could be uh, the Chewbacca thing could be a mistyping of Shiv. It could be that he's calling Lennon Chewbacca. Any of those interpretations are funny. So I'm going with any one of them. They're fine. Across, he writes in and says, great show as always. And a shout out made me warm and fuzzy in the coldness of space. Smiley face. Well, thank you, Akrosi, because you're being a big help to us on the uh, background stuff. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm very much excited to see the Guard Frequency Response faction in-game. I find the faction BGS system to be great fun, but it can get quite complicated when trying to do specific things. It will give us a straightforward way to play together and do things as a group, as long as the Thargoids stay away, that is. As mentioned last week, I've been compiling data on Anne Seath, and with Shiv's assistance, have gotten a handle on what operations are needed to gain control of a station, giving us a proper home. He created a couple of Discord channels to better organize the BGS info, so if any pilots are interested in supporting GFR, that's the place to start. Well, Anseath is the place to start, but you get my meaning. 
I don't know everything there is to know about the faction sim, but know enough and am more than happy to answer any questions that come up. Salute face. Well, thank you, uh, Crowseat, and uh, hopefully the uh, the primer on uh, uh, Nuggets for Nuggets helped out, and the Discord channel is another great source of uh, information, discord.guardfrequency.com. Uh, scroll down, you'll find the uh, faction game-specific channels down there with the information you need, as well as what we currently are working on uh, as far as an assignment to do. So uh, appreciate your help, Akrosi, and we're looking forward to playing more of the background sim. I'm sorry, Tony. I can't let that go. That emoticon is called 07. It's not called Saluti Face. It's Saluti Face. It's Saluti Face. It's Elite Dangerous Saluti Face. That's what that is. Saluti Face makes Saluti Face. It's Saluti Face. That's what that is. That's, I just named it that. If it didn't have that name before, boom. I just named it Saluti Face. Right. And hey, before we move I, on I, from yeah, his yeah. feedback, Acrossi has been really, really helpful. Like, super I've been helpful. getting in the Discord and just checking my like marching orders, what I'm supposed to go and do, and having somebody give me direction has been really cool. It gives you a purpose to play Elite when you're working for your faction. That's going to be cool when squadrons come up, but it's really, really been cool uh, working with yeah. him. Rex Gray writes in and says, Great show, guys. I've been helping out where I can and watching when I can. Well, congrats and good for you and thank you. Nothing like a good cause to make the game feel new again. Slowly but surely, GFR will make Anseeth great again. Oh, oh no. we're no. MAGAing. Oh. We're MAGAing. Yes, we are. <laughs> no. no we have, but we have black hats we, we with, totally with, cool, need, with cool patches. We, we, we need that. We need that. No, no, we got black hats with cool patches on them. That's what we have. We don't have yeah, red hats. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see a hat that says make Anseeth great again. I no, 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 that's all right. We have, we have, you get yourself a $3. <laughs> you get yourself, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You, you give you give your five bucks or whatever it is to, to Patreon, buck 25 an episode. I think it's five bucks. You get your cool card frequency patch, and you go to Walmart, you get a $3 black ball cap, and you attach the patch to your $3 Walmart black iron, ball cap. Iron it right on there. And the iron that sucker right on there or Staples, stitch it if you're of, of a mind so. so. Staples work in a pinch, I suppose. We only stapled yours on because you were wearing it out. It's all time. good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, that, that's that's our hat. That, that's, that's, our, that's our official squadron hat. Sean Newboy writes in and says, wonderful show, everyone. The feedback and responses were awesome. Mikey, otherwise known as our audio editor, says, Jeff, you take this one. Jeff, you take okay. this one. Okay. All right. Mikey writes in and says, As a Scotsman married to an Italian, I have no choice but to approve of the Haggis pizza. Yes! <laughs> Even in the Scottish accent. Even in the Scottish yes! accent. I love hey, it. Shout out to Lave Radio. Apparently, Shiv was listening to those guys, and they started talking about Haggis pizza on their show. So, once again, we're setting trends broadening community awareness of cultural culinary traditions uh i think that uh, it's a wonderful community call and response thing we're spreading the word of haggis pizza absolutely don't we all think that's great don't we all think that's great everybody yep, we all think that's, that's great right we need a red hat that says make pizza great again with a pineapple on the side <laughs> and a haggis no on the haggis. other side that's gross dude that's gross. <laughs> that's a, that, that is like that is like the best idea i am actually going to make a red hat that has a pineapple that says make pizza good that's again that's, I'll, that's, I'll that's my standard royalties contract i'll send it over uh, <laughs> i would sell so many of those can we can we continue oh my god well we have to get serious now we have to get serious now because <clears throat> this is gonna get serious okay all right ser seriously serious Eleanor rebel writes in and he says sigh i'll bite this will probably put me back into the sin bin, but here goes nothing. 
Outsourcing isn't inherently bad, nor does it mean you're always going to get bad code. Companies like Raven Software and Gearbox have a history of being the outsourced company, and arguably, as a technicality, a lot of companies outsource their engine from the likes of Epic and Crytek as they still work on their own games. So yeah, while hindsight goggles from ivory towers can make for entertaining reading, and I myself work in an industry plagued by bad subcontractors, I still stand by my assertion that certain people are actually pretty terrible at being seers to the future of game development and should spend more time and effort working on their own, quote, games. Maybe he just needs to drink more Coke, winky face. On happier notes, good show, guys. I really must make an effort to drag my Python over to your station and join you guys. Yes, get please. Get over there. But... Get over there. But but this is the point. This is where, as we promised earlier, that Ken Shadow had a few words to say in response to my uh, earlier comments. And so the, the, the floor is yours, Mr. Mr. Bryan. Yeah. You know, I, I, I published a, a – Tony would call a screed probably. Yeah. Screed? No, we don't do screeds. Not in our channel. In the, have, in the guard have, frequency chat. We have, we have reasonable debates. I enjoy them. They're fun. <laughs> But the uh, uh, I, I agree with with uh, Rebel here in that the the outsourcing thing, specifically in Sig's use is Sig's use case, is not a it's not evidence of anything at all. So when they did the contracting for these outsourcing, it was all within their first year or so before they had their second studio. Before the LA studio was more than just a marketing office, essentially they had they had they had marketing, the writers, and like like two devs that were essentially handling Chris. All of the developers, like uh, 90% of the company was in Austin. And that was really under like 100 people. Uh, I think it was closer to like like 50. I can't remember what their, their numbers were at the end of the first year. Um, but Aaron was coming on at the, at, the, at the very end and they were, but all of those contracts were signed in, in, in pretty much in the first year when they were trying to staff up as much people as possible. Um, so Chris had a major problem when he started in that he only had like 10 employees, tops. And those were people that weren't even technically working for him. Those people that he had talked into and they said, okay, we will work for you if the crowdfunding goes through. So he had to he had to bring on people as fast as possible and contracting let him get started on art assets, which is where the, um, I can't remember the name of the studio, but the, the outsourcing uh, art studio in, in Mexico that they got the original concepts for, for a lot, a lot of them from um, the, 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 the FPS and, and et cetera. And Moon Collider for the AI, obviously, but Moon Collider, I think that was more of a strategic play. Um, either way, it was a way of staffing up, getting technology, moving the game along as fast as possible. Um, if you'll also remember when they started out, they did have quite a bit of money from crowdfunding, but they had well under what they had forecast it would cost to make the game. Um, they had they had originally forecasted like 50 million, I think, and they figured, okay, we'll, we'll probably earn uh, maybe up to 20 via crowdfunding and then we'll get investors for the rest of it. That was their original plan. And they earned obviously way more than that. And so they decided at a certain point, you know, we don't need the crowd, we don't need these, these outsourcing anymore. We can do it higher quality inside because we now have more money to pay people and we can, we've had more time to staff up. And they eventually dropped all of their contractors with the exception of, uh, uh, the guys in Montreal who do the website and, um, they're kind of just tied into SIG at this point. So I don't think they really even consider them contractors. But at the end of the day, I understand parts of the video and there are parts that are true. I'm not going to argue with a whole video. They, they're the, the funding practices are targeted at, at whales. And I think a lot of the whales even know this, you know, some people do have, I'm not going to say some, some people, some people know what they're doing. 
Some people have problems, I think. But either way, they do target people that have spent a lot of money and ask them to keep spending more money. And so I think that that that's fine and as long as it works i don't i personally don't have a problem with it i think lots of games do this but at the end of the day i, I do argue with uh binkies binky atx who i i i i have met on many occasions um i'm not, I'm not going to get into that part um he, he's a nice guy um but he he has soured on this game i agree that those marketing practices are are part of the game or as part of their marketing model i do not agree that this whole wildcatter analogy. Um, I have had the pleasure of meeting Chris Roberts on a number of occasions, and he's not a marketing person. He is uh, uh, the best I could say would be like an engineer kind of person. And he, um, from my interactions with Sig on even more modern basis, he has continued to be a an engineer style person. His interest is in, in getting this game done. Now, there's all sorts of scope creep and stuff like that, but. You know, none of this is sinister in any way. It's just a game that has more features. They need, they they had more money. They're able to do more into it, and he is only interested in putting out the best product possible, as far as I can tell. I will say, you know, I, I understand where he where say the Binky comes from, you know, and his compatriots on the Something Awful forums, and I understand where all uh, where a lot of bad feelings come from for this game and where people sure. would come would, would see this this is not a um opinion yeah. out of lift field in any way shape or form sure. I, I, i'm just saying I, I personally don't agree with it with but you know and, and that's the great thing about our show as opposed to many other things out there is that brian and i kind of have an opposite view of things but neither one of us thinks the other one is crazy for having that view uh and we still show up every week no, no it, it's fine for having that view tony i do think you are clinically insane but well that's a separate topic as as a doctor of clinical insaneology you could have that opinion yes you know and you could write you could you could write that down and give me a prescription for clinical insaneology medicine mm-hmm. if you wanted to yeah right okay <laughs> and our new patreon this week is blank and henry and i still haven't figured out the t-shirts yet we're gonna do that henry we i'm have running to. shirts every day so i'm ready to do that like ready ready Let's do this. We're going to do this. We're going to we're going to do the T-shirts. Can I announce the random winner, which we have none of? Cause you no know, new patrons. But like I said, black hat from Walmart, like three dollars, iron or or sew the patch on. And this week's community question: What are you hoping to see from squadrons, mining, or exploration in Elite? Are you in the market for a Hercules? And otherwise, how is the show? Are we mining precious ores and new frontiers with our squadron, or should we pack it all up in our Hercules and go home? Either way, let us know. Drop us a tweet, an email, or comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 212 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 213 on May 15th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Our thanks go out to our community manager, Justin Chivalrybean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust.
Welcome, pilots. And that <coughs> doesn't sound good at all. Pilots. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Guard Frequency. <laughs> In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from simulated space and cl- oh, town of bed. And then Commander Commander Kinetic. Okay. All right. All right. The, this Can ship here. Serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. serious. Yes. All right. Go. All right. No. No. Yes. no Should I go now? You're now? the serious one. You go ahead. Get down. Okay, All right. There okay. we go. <laughs> I don't right, think you look serious ship? anymore. You're laughing. No, he's serious. Shh. Let, let the man speak. Okay. I have a bug. And now I'm serious. Making good radio walking channel checks with the combat radio might have been. What they can't, yeah. call, what, what they ca- can't call it is stroke.org. <laughs> they can't call it that. <laughs> go ahead and cut that, Mike. <laughs> but... <laughs> Jeff well, see, ready. The, the stroke.org stuff is out of context because people didn't hear what we were talking about before we were on the air. That's why I invited Mikey to cut it, and this will all wind up with a blooper reel. Yes, you got the music. Funny. All right. Well, uh, he said it. I, I told him every time they said it. I know. I know. That's but every time we say <laughs> stroke, no, just stroke.org. Oh, <laughs> they did say that they had. <laughs> Turn it down. Let Kitchano talk. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the end. To address the threat analysis offered by retired Imperial Naval Officer, the Marquis, Felix Nervin Turco. Oh my god, it's Nervin Turco! One more time, I need you to just really enunciate Braben. Braben? Braben? Braben! Braben! You're Braben! You're Braben. Pineapple does not belong on pizza.